0: hi everyone and welcome to the black soul music experience i'm your dj and host sam wilson jr and i'll be bringing you the history of black music gospel jazz blues old school classic soul old school hip-hop today's hip-hop and rmb caribbean latin afrobeat afro-latina blue-eyed soul disco go-go lion dances and the lost 45s so come join me right now as i bring you the history of black music right now on the black soul music experience welcome to the black soul music experience i'm sam wilson jr and guess what folks we have another artist that we are celebrating and yes It's the week of May, and that is May the 16th. We are celebrating the legacy. I shouldn't say legacy. I should say the wonderful happy birthday to Miss Janet Jackson, singer, actress, philanthropist, and rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee for the class of 2019. So before I give you all of, her accolades and things like that and sharing one of my um, experiences of watching this young lady, Michael Jackson's little sister, all the way from a little girl performing with her brothers to being on her own. So before I do that, it's time for me to bring you her biography. Miss Janet. Damita Joe Jackson was born on May 16th, 1966 in Gary, Indiana. She's the youngest of 10 children in the Jackson family. So you already know her brothers, Michael, Marlon, Tito, Jackie, Jermaine, and Randy, and her sisters, Rebe and Latoya. There was another brother that, we, the public, didn't know about, and it was Marlon's twin brother, Brandon. And unfortunately, Brandon died shortly after his birth. At age seven, Janet and her brother Randy performed at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada in 1974. And in 1975, Janet and her brothers made guest appearances on The Carol Burnett Show, on CBS. And then in the summer of 1976, she and her brothers had their own variety show, The Jacksons, which aired on CBS back in June of 1976, but it was only for one season. Now in the fall of 1977, she joined the cast of CBS comedy hit series Good Times as the role of Penny Gordon Woods. And she stayed there until the show ended in 1979. In 1979, she also starred in an ABC short-lived comedy series called A New Kind of Family, starring Eileen Brennan, Rob Lowe, and Thelma Hopkins. I didn't know that Janet Jackson was on that show because i never see her on that show, which was aired on Sunday nights during the 1979-1980 season on ABC. And like I said, it was only for one season. The show didn't last that long. Now in the fall of 1981, she joined the cast of NBC's Different Strokes as she portrays the role of Charlene Dupre, and she stayed there until 1984. Then in the fall of 1984, she joined the cast of fame playing the role of Cleo, but she only left after one season. So earlier during the 80s, Janet was 16 years old and her father and manager, Joseph Jackson, arranged a contract for her at AM Records. And her self-titled debut LP, Janet Jackson, was released Back in 1982, the album was produced by Angela Winbush, Renee Moore, and Bobby Watson of Rufus and Leon Silvers III, and overseen by her father, Joseph. The album peaked at number 63 on Billboard's Top 200 Album charts and number 6 on Billboard's R&B Black Album charts, receiving a little record promotion Janet's second album Dream Street was released back in 1984 Dream Street reached to number 147 on Billboard's Top 200 album charts and number 19 on Billboard's R&B Black album charts It had the single including Don't Stand Another Chance peaked at number 9 on Billboard's RB Black single charts Both albums consisted primarily of bubblegum pop music. Now, during her second LP, Janet terminated business with her family, that includes her father, and she attempted to do a third album, but this time she had teamed up with members of the time. That was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So she went out to Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And they set their own, and I mean their own achievement, to crossover pop appeal. And that's when her third album, Control, came along. Now, in creating their third album, Control, while also creating a strong foundation within the urban market, Janet and the duo crafted their third studio album, Control, released back in February of 1986. The album shot to number one on Billboard's top 200 album shorts, and her third album went 10 Drupal Platinum, and that sold over 10 million copies in print. She had six top 10 hits, Her third album won six Billboard Awards, including Top Pop Single Artist. And she was nominated for three Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year. And she won two American Music Awards. One was for favorite soul R&B song, Nasty. That was one of the six top ten hits from her third album, Control. And number two was for favorite soul R&B female video artist. Now, let me tell you, when album number three, Control, came out, she had all of the six music videos that came out. Now, let me tell you what was the videos that had include What Have You Done For Me Lately, When I Think Of You, Nasty, Let's Wait A While, The Pleasure Principle, and Control. Now, let me tell you, all of her videos have aired on New York Hot Tracks, aired locally on WABC-TV Channel 7 in New York City. And nationally, it was aired on Friday night videos, Friday night on NBC. And all of her videos have premiered on MTV and their sister network, VH1. Now, as far as the video control, Let me tell you who was the cameo appearances on her music video. It had Janet Dubois from Good Times and Albert Hall, who later starred in the 1992 movie Malcolm X. And yes, the producers, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now, her next fourth album was called Rhythm Nation 1814, which was released on September 19th, 1989. Although her record label, a and Records, wanted to do a sequel to Control, she wanted to do her album instead. So on her fourth album, it was a socially conscious concept album, which had various musical styles. Janet says, and I quote, I know an album or a song can't change the world. I just want my music and my dance to catch the audience's attention and to hold it long enough for them to listen to the lyrics. And she was right. Her album, Rhythm Nation 1814, went to number one on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shards. She had eight Top 10 Hits, and three of them went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts. She won 15 Billboard Awards, For and her music video, Rhythm Nation, won a Grammy Award for Best Music Video at the 1990 Grammy Awards. And the LP went seven Drupal Platinum, and it sold over 7 million copies in print. Now, she was also nominated for two MTV VMAs for Best Music Dance Video and best choreography but later on the MTV VMAs she had received an MTV Video Vanguard Award that was at the 1980 excuse me the 1990 MTV VMAs now the proceeds from her LP Rhythm Nation 1814 were donated to the United Negro College Fund while at the same time she established the Rhythm Nation Scholarship Fund. And it went to different colleges. In 1993, she signed with Virgin Records and her new album, Janet. It released its first single, That's The Way Love Goes, back on April 1st, 1993, with the premiere of the music video aired on NBC's Friday Night Videos. Then it was aired on MTV, VH1, and BET. The music video had cameo appearances by In Living Colors' Fly Girls, that's Josie Harris, and J.Lo, Miss Jennifer Lopez. Janet Jackson had eight top ten hits. And yes, speaking of that, did you check out the album cover? All you think you see was a picture of her face, and on the bottom, you know, fill in the blanks. But... If you checked out the cover issue of Rolling Stone magazine, then you'll see everything. Now, as I said, she won a Grammy Award for Best R&B Song at the 1994 Grammy Awards, and she won an MTV VMA for Best Female Video at the 1994 MTV VMAs. Her next album was once again another social conscience concept album called The Velvet Rope, which was released on October 7th, 1997. And once again, the album pushed the envelope on social issues, subject matter, such as depression, self-worth, social networking, domestic violence, also themes of sexuality, including BDSM, sexual orientation, and same-sex relationships. Now you know why her first album, which had contained explicit lyrics, and then the album was produced by Janet Jackson and her then-husband, Rene Elizondo Jr., along with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now, it contains her first single that I love. It was called Got Till It's Gone, that was released on September 22nd, 1997, and it featured the voice of Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest, and the song was sampled from Joni Mitchell's song called Big Yellow Taxi, which was released back in 1970. Now, I didn't know the the name of the song. I thought the song was Got Till It's Gone, you know, originally from Joni Mitchell, but when i looked at it on youtube the name was a song called big yellow taxi and it was featured of vh1's greatest love songs um, back then so that's all you'll see and it was also featured on vh1's 100 greatest female artists of rock and roll and all music genres now the song went to number 36 on Billboard's Radio Song Singles Shorts, number six, on Billboard's Dance Club Song Singles Shorts, number three, on Billboard's R&B Hip Hop Airplay Singles Shorts, and number 12, on Billboard's Rhythmic Singles Shorts. The music video premiered on September 4th, 1997, immediately before the airing, of the 1997 MTV VMAs, and on that same evening, it later aired on VH1 and BET. She won a Grammy Award for Best Short Form Music Video at the 1998 Grammy Awards. Other hits from the Velvet Rope LP, which includes Together Again, I Get Lonely, Go Deep, You, and Every Time. Now, the album went to number one on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts, number two on Billboard's R&B Album Shorts, and the album went triple platinum, and that sold over 3,649,000 copies in print. Janet Jackson also won an American Music Award at the 1998 American Music Awards for Best R&B Female Artist and a 1997 Billboard Award for Best Top R&B Artist Female, a 1997 Blockbuster Award for Favorite Female R&B Artist, and she won an Emmy Award for Best Special or Miniseries for her HBO Live content special, The Velvet Rope, live at Madison Square Garden, which had more than 15 million viewers and that surpassed the ratings of all of the four major networks subscribing to HBO and her album won an award for outstanding music album at the ninth annual GLAD Media Awards proceeds from the song Together Again from her LP The Velvet Rope were donated to the American Foundation for AIDS research so once again janet jackson had a big huge fan base and just like her big brother michael jackson michael jackson had a big and i mean a biggish huge fan base when he was with his brothers or when he was on solo michael jackson had big fans and was loved all around the world of all nationalities, of all gender, of all colors. So while Michael Jackson's little sister, Janet Jackson, she had the biggest fan base ever. All around the world, white, black, Latino, Asian, Caribbean, Native American, and the LGBTQ community. So now, as you can see, Janet Jackson had a big, huge fan base. And with the success of all of her albums, yes, right, that includes Control, Rhythm Nation, 1814, and The Velvet Rope, and Janet. All those four albums went a huge, and I mean huge, success. Major, platinum, LP's, Record-shedding awards. Now, her two debut LPs didn't do too well. So then, by 1986, she changed course. And she went on her own and did a big, huge success. Big fan base, I'll tell you. So, that's Janet. And she did it on her own without any help from her father or family members. So as you can see, Jenna Jackson had a big, huge fan base. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll talk to more about her other albums as she go into the year 2000 with two more albums. And yes, she did some acting too, not just only Good Times and Different Strokes and Fame, but she also was in the 1993 movie Poetic Justice, and yes, 2000 movie The Nutty Professor to The Clumps, and yes, Eddie Murphy was a huge fan of the Jackson family. And we're going to talk about all of Janet's um, contributions that she did so well as she got into the early 2000s. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll talk with more of some of all of the hits and, yes, the biggest success of Miss Janet Demita Joe Jackson. You're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr., and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to my new podcast called The Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. If you haven't, now you get a chance to tune in and listen to seasons one and two of my Black Soul Music Experience podcast, where I play all your favorite black music and we give you new topics and you never know what I'm going to be playing next. So all you need to do is pick, browse and Make sure you tune in. And if you want to hear the whole podcast episode, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm/slash Samuel Wilson Jr./slash subscribe. But if you want me to continue with season three, then I need your help. Make sure you pass it on to your friends, your family relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, your church members, your classmates, and for those that don't even know, And if you want to hear all the favorite black music that you missed and love, make sure you tune in and support my podcast, The Black Soul Music Experience Podcast, where I bring you all your favorite black music from yesterday and today. And hopefully, I will get a brand new special guest to come on to my podcast. So come on out and make sure you tune in to The Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. All you have to do is subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast. Go to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash support. And make sure you tune in to the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast every Tuesdays, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. As I do a profile on Janet Jackson as she celebrates her 57th birthday. Now, before I get into the 2000s, I wanna go back to the year 1993. So that was the year when she made her motion picture debut. In a movie called Poetic Justice released by Columbia Pictures. It starred Janet Jackson, along with rapper Tupac Shakur, actress Regina King, comedian Joe Torre, and a cameo appearance by poet Maya Angelou. The movie was about justice, played by Miss Janet Jackson, who was mourning the loss of her boyfriend from gun violence. She turned to poetry to free herself, and she was writing poetry, and we were listening to her voice of poetry from the beginning to the end of the movie. Now, the movie was directed by John Singleton. That's the same director who brought us Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy, and many other movies. The movie was released on July 23rd, 1993 although the movie had mixed reviews but the movie went to number one at the box office and it grossed over 27.5 million dollars janet was nominated for an oscar and a golden globe award for best original song again from her lp janet which was used in the movie poetic justice and it went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts on December 11th, 1993, for two weeks. Now, here's a Black Soul music experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. The movie was supposed to be released at Cineplex Audion Universal City Multiplex in Universal City, California. Cineplex Audion Theater Chain had refused to release the movie. Why? Gun violence. Now, this happened been taking place back in 1991 with the premiere of New Jack City. And after the movie, it was gun violence during that time. That was the same time with Boys in the Hood when that premiered in California. Same thing again, gun violence. It has been happening at all of the movie houses when we have, you know, Black movies that dealt with, you know, subject matter. And that was guns. So, and gangs too. So as you can see, gun violence is not new. It's been happening. What it took place back in the 90s with all the gun violence in the movie houses is the same thing that took in place in the early 2000s, and the 2010s, up to today. So, as you can see... The topic was dealing with gun violence, but the movie did well. I got a chance to see Poetic Justice and Boys in the Hood. And I was at Bay Plaza in the Bronx, New York. When I heard the news, gun violence all over the place in the urban cities. So now you can see what has been happening, you know, everywhere, all across America. That's why kids are saying enough is enough. And that's why we need to take control of the gun violence situation. But as I said earlier, Janet was nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe for the song again. Now let's go into the 2000s. And yes, the decade was changing and we're into the new century of the new millennium, the 21st century. In the summer of 2000, Janet Jackson was in the movie called The Nutty Professor to The Clumps, starring Eddie Murphy and an all-star cast. And this was a sequel to the 1996 movie, which was based on the 1963 movie, and it was a remake starring the late Jerry Lewis. Now, she played the role of Denise Gaines. And the movie was released on July 28, 2000. And it went to number one at the box office and it grossed over $166.3 million. Now, speaking of that, Janet performed a song from the motion picture soundtrack for the movie. The name of the song was called Doesn't Really Matter. And yes, as I said, that was from the soundtrack of The Nutty Professor to The Clumps, which was released on May twenty third, 2000. And it went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts on August 26, 2000 for three weeks. And it also went to number nine on Billboard's Dance Singles Shorts, number three on both Billboard's R&B Hip Hop Singles Shorts and on the mainstream top 40 single shorts. And it also went to number two on Billboard's rhythmic single shorts. The song went gold, and it sold over 600,000 copies in print. In 2001, she released her next album called All For You, which was released back in the spring of 2001, on the Virgin Records label. Her first single was entitled All For You, which was released on March 6, 2001. And the music video premiered on MTV's TRL Live on March 9, 2001. The song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts on April 14, 2001 for seven weeks. Number one on Billboard's R&B Hip Hop Single Shorts, also on April 14th, 2001, but for two weeks. And it also went to number one on Billboard's Mainstream Top 40 singles Shorts on May 5th, and that was for three weeks. And it also went to number one on Billboard's Dance Club Song Single Shorts on May 12th, 2001, for three weeks. And number three on Billboard's Rhythmic Singles Charts. The song went platinum and it sold over a million copies in print and streaming online. And the album went double platinum and it sold over two million copies in print. And the song was sampled from Change featuring Luther Vandross' song, The Glow of Love, which was released back in 1980. Now, here's a Black Soul music experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Janet Jackson was getting ready to go on the All For You Tour as they tried to go to overseas to Europe and Japan. But during that time, on September 11th, 2001, that's when the planes hit the World Trade Center, those Twin Towers, and it fell all the way down. So either they had to cancel the tour or they go forward or they have to wait until further notice so that was originally was in the plan but they had to think twice on what should they do next so other than that the album did well and yes a couple of songs were on the virgin record label as well now as we get into the year 2004 How many of y'all have saw the Super Bowl halftime show on CBS back on February 1st, 2004, as we start the beginning of Black History Month? Now, this was during the Super Bowl halftime show, and she performed a couple of new songs from her new album, which was releasing in March of 2004, entitled Demita Joe," And then... JT, Justin Timberlake performed with Janet and yes, the moment we've been waiting for. At the end of the song, Justin just ripped off that red thing and I didn't see what was happening. You know, her boobs were showing on network TV. We didn't see it up close. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't see what was happening or somewhere it was a you know, time thing and things like that. But I was watching it at 11 o'clock on CBS 2 News. We saw the whole thing, everything, you know, even showed. show, you know, they had to cover, you know, the nipple, everything, all the breast of Janet and everything. So it was the talk of the town. Everybody was talking about it all week. Not just, you know, everybody across America, but it was taught on all the late night talk shows and all the comedians, they were all talking about it. They just call it Nipplegate or Janet Gate. So, you know, it's just the old saying is what's been happening. So, as I said, she was promoting her new LP called Demeter Joe. And yes. It all had some mixed promotion, record promotion, that is, for the LP. But the album had survived, and the album went to number two on both Billboard's Top 200 Album Charts and on Billboard's R&B Hip Hop Album Charts. And the album went platinum, and it sold over a million copies in print. And yes, the album was released on March 30th, up 2004. Now, one of the songs that I like from her LP was called R&B Junkie, which was sampled from Evelyn Champagne Kings. It was I'm in Love. That was the name of the song. It was released back in June of 1981. Now, there was a lot of backlash, both from the Black community and the music industry. Now, Justin Timberlake was cleared. But as for Janet, well, you know the old saying, everything is like, mm, here we go again. And not just only our black community, but the black pastors was talking about it, especially during Black History Month. So, well, you know the old saying is just slavery once again. So they was trying to use that. As a platform. That was for comedians, that is. Now, Janet was on the late show with David Letterman on CBS late night, and yes, to promote her new LP. But once again, they were talking about that Super Bowl, which, as you know, CBS and Viacom, along with their networks, MTV, you know, had to charge with the FCC pay for, oh my goodness, either. $300,000 $300,000 $300, fine up somewhere. But it was during those hard times when it comes to the old saying, sex sells. So as I said, she was on The Late Show with David Letterman on CBS Late Night to promote her LP and she had to tell David was wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> yes. So we know the old saying. Now can you compare Janet's Wardrobe malfunction to her big brother Michael. Child court has been taking place in 2004 for charging with, you know, with child pedophiles and things like that. Wow, that was something that they had to go through, those trials and tribulations. Now, we look back to 1994 when both Michael and Janet did a duet for the video called Scream. Now, the video premiered on MTV, VH1, MBET, and on Fox. Now, as for Janet, Janet Jackson uh, made her musical guest on NBC Saturday Night Live back on May 21st, 1994, season finale. And then, 10 years later, 2004, Janet was musical guest and guest host on NBC Saturday Night Live back in April of 2004. I got a chance to see the opening, or they all call it the cold open, or cold opener, when she was portraying Condoleezza Rice and poking fun at the Super Bowl halftime show where she had to (laughs) rip her dress and, you know, they had to cover her boobs again, and she did her monologue. Now the bad news is, I didn't get a chance to see the whole episode, and I was living under mom's roof. Mom was trying to watch some of the movies on TNT, but now that the writers' strike is still on, I'm hoping that NBC will have those SNL encore classic episodes, which usually air Saturday nights at 10 p.m., and I'm hoping that they will have that Janet Jackson episode so now i get a chance to see the whole thing including the cold opener and the monologue and some other skits that i didn't see when she was there on april of 2004 so i'm looking forward to that and everything so as you can see janet jackson had to go through some trials and tribulations And, um, you know, with the divorce from her then husband, um, Mr. Elizondo Jr. Or, yes, that was her name. Excuse me. (laughs) It was her name, Alonzo Jr. And, you know, she was going through some, you know, some rough times, you know, with that Super Bowl thing and everything that came forward. Now, her next album was called 20YO. She came back on the scene, picked herself up, and just moved on. And that was on the Virgin record label. Her album was released back on September 26, 2006. This time, the album was produced by Janet Jackson, along with Jermaine Dupree, Looney Tunes, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. The album includes some of her. Singles, which includes Call on Me featuring hip hop rap artist Nellie, also another song with you, and So Excited with special guest Kia that spells K H I A. You know, she was the one who sung My Neck, My Back, Lick My. Well, you know the rest. The song was sampled from Herbie Hancock's Rocket from 1983. Now, the album went to number two on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number one on Billboard's Hip Hop Album Shorts. And the album went platinum and it sold over a million copies in print. Now, she performed the song and also promoting her album on NBC's Today Show. And she performed a couple of her songs on The Ellen Show, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. And yes, she did an interview on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Now, this was her last album with Virgin Records because there was some beef with Jermaine Dupree. You're not getting the record out for promotion and things like that. Now, here's a Black Soul music experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Now, one of the songs that Janet wanted to do was a duet with Mariah Carey but unfortunately it didn't happen there was talk about it but as I said it didn't happen so as you can see uh, there was some friction between Virgin Records and Jermaine Dupri who she uh, excuse me who he was dating Janet Jackson and unfortunately this was Janet Jackson's last album with Virgin Records. So as you can see, the times were changing, and yes, the music was changing, and yes, you know, it's not the same. You know, when the Jackson family had came on the scene back in the 70s and to the 80s and up into the 90s, as we get into the new millennium of the 21st century, there was some up and coming artists as i said they were grew grew up on all of the old school artists you know that includes michael and janet and also all the whole jackson family and yes they grew up on luther and yes marvin gay and teddy and barry just to name a few so you know the old saying you know it's not the same as it was back in the 70s and 80s. So there were some new cats. They were doing their own thing, but not as the same as our favorite classic soul legends that they did back then. So we're going to take another break and we'll talk about more about Janet Jackson's other albums as we go forward. And... This was another album It was just, even though it didn't do too well, but it was just a year later when we've lost Michael Jackson. And yes, she did some more acting. So we're going to talk about that. Everything from everything with the loss of her big brother, Michael, some more acting and to her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm Sam Wilson, Jr., and you're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson, Jr., as I bring you the profile of Miss Janet Jackson. Now, folks, I want to hear a word from you. So let me ask you this question. What was your favorite Janet Jackson song? Will it be a song from the 80s or a song from the 90s or a song from the 2000s? Please share that with me. Go to anchor.fm slash Samuel-Wilson Jr. slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you, America, and for everyone overseas. So what was your favorite Janet Jackson song? Will it be something from the 80s or from the 90s or from the 2000s? please go to anchor.fm slash samuel junior slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you. So let's share it, everybody, and let's share it with everyone around the world. Okay, let's pick up where we left off at. And uh, Janet Jackson was trying to pick up the pieces, you know, where she left off and what took place. Back on February 1st of 2004 during that Super Bowl halftime show, you know, she was trying to get back up again. You know, at the same time, Michael Jackson, her brother was on trial, you know, for that child pedophile thing. So Jenna was trying to get back on her feet again. So then we just left off with her last album called 20 Y O, which was released back on September 26, 2006. Although it did well at number two on billboards top 200 album shorts and number one on billboards, R and B hip hop album shorts. And yes, she performed the song on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And yes, she bef- had an interview with, Oprah Winfrey, but didn't get that much record promotion that much. So that was her last album with Virgin Records. Now let's go to the year of 2007. Janet Jackson signed a record deal with Island Records, and she made her first album from the Island label. And this was her 10th album called Discipline. Now her song, Feedback was released back on December 26, 2007, and the song was added to her new LP, which was released on February 22, 2008. Now, let me remind you, folks, there are two versions of the song, the original version and the remix version with special guest Ciara. Feedback debuted on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts at number 84, and then several weeks later, it peaked up to number 19. And the song went to number one on Billboard's Dance Club Song Single Charts on March 22nd, 2008, for one week. Now, her next single was called Rock With You. And no, that's not confusing with Rock michael's version it was a different version of rock with you which was released on february 5th 2008 with the song went to number 20 on billboards dance club song single shorts and number 21 on billboards bubbling under hot 100 single shorts and number 14 on billboards bubbling under r b hip-hop single shorts The album went gold, and it sold over 626,000 copies in print. And this was her only album with Island Records, and that was her last album with Island Records. Now, speaking of that, um, she did duets. From what happened was it wasn't promoted that much. So, for what is company when the company's lack of promotion and radio blacklisting, and yes, as I said earlier, from that Super Bowl incident that took place back on February 1st of 2004, Billboard disclosed Janet Jackson was dissatisfied with L.A. Reid's handling of the album and its promotion. Producer Rodney Jenkins expressed, and I quote, I felt like it wasn't pushed correctly. She just doesn't get her due as an artist of the magnitude. So, as I said earlier, the times were changing, the decades were changing, and yes, there were some new artists that's getting more edgier in the hip hop field. In June of 2009, at the closing of Black Music Month, her brother Michael passed away. And while she was on the set of filming her new movie, Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? Part 2. So where were you back in June of 2009 when we heard these announcements? So during the final week of 2009, as I've been hearing, so many people have passed away. Four people have died in one week. We had the OxyClean guy, Billy Mays. Then you had Ed McMahon, who was the frontrunner for The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. At around 12 noon on that Thursday afternoon, actress Farrah Fawcett, you know, from Charlie's Angels. She was once married to actor Lee Majors. She made a guest appearance on The Six Million Dollar Man. And later, she once dated and dated. Ryan O'Neal, and they had a child together. So then after when they got divorced and we feel that Vera Fawcett was diagnosed with cancer and she passed away at 12 noon New York time. Then the unthinkable happened five hours later. And I was at a dance club on the New York's Upper East Side. And when the DJ had announced that the king of pop, Michael Jackson, had passed away. Everyone was in shock and disbelief. So we never knew there would be two artists dying in one day. It's just like actor you Brenner and Orson Welles died on the same day, and that was back in 1985. And then five years later, you had in 1990, Sammy Davis Jr. and Jim Henson. So they all both died on the same day. So I know that Janet had to go through those everything. So the funeral was held on the week after the 4th of July. So at the same time after Michael had passed away back in 2009, she ended her seven-year relationship with Jermaine Dupri. Now, her next album was titled Breakable. And this time, she formed her own record label called Rhythm Nation Records, which was released back on October 2nd, 2015. And it went to number one on Billboard's Top 200 Album charts. Her album featured her hit entitled No Sleep, which was released on June 22nd, 2015, that features special guest Jay Cole. The song went to number 63, on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, number 18 on Billboard's R&B Hip Hop Singles Shorts, and number one on Billboard's Adult R&B Songs Shorts. And the album went gold, and it sold over 253 copies in print. Now, speaking of duets, um, Janet Jackson had did a duet with her brother Michael for the 1994 version called Scream and did duets with hip-hop artist Buster Rhymes with the group Blackstreet, also reggae dancehall artist BB Man, R&B singer Luther Vandross, and reggaeton artist Daddy Yankee. And in 2010, Why Did I Get Married? And for Colored Girls in 2010, she had did some more acting. So she had two movies that came out. That was Why Did I Get Married? Part 2. And the movie version of For Colored Girls. And that was based on the 1975 Broadway play. Now, I didn't see the Broadway play, but I did see half of it on PBS when they did American performances back in 1982 and yes on television her limited documentary TV series Janet Jackson which aired on Lifetime and A&E back on January 31st 2002 so let me ask you a question ladies and gentlemen what does Britney Spears Christina Aguilera Aaliyah Sierra Destiny's Child that had Beyonce and Kelly Rowland and Latavia Luckett and Latavia Robinson and Farrah Franklin and Michelle Williams, and yes, Insync that had Justin Timberlake, Usher, and J.Lo, Jennifer Lopez. What do they all have in common? They were all influenced by Janet Jackson. Why? It was because of her dance moves. When you see her in every music video and when she performed on every music awards show, whether it's the American music awards or the Grammys or the MTV VMAs or BET awards, you'll know that Janet Jackson had all the moves and all of the dances. So that's how you see all of the young ones were influenced by Miss Janet Jackson, just like Janet Jackson got her influences from Miss Lena Horne for her beauty and style, and yes, Dorothy Danrich too. Now, Janet Jackson was a very big fan of Joni Mitchell. As you know, back in 1997, The Velvet Rope was released, and they had a song called Got Till It's Gone. When I saw it on YouTube, the name of the song from Joni Mitchell was called Big Yellow Taxi. I didn't know that. I thought the song was called Got Till It's Gone. So as I said, Janet Jackson was a huge big fan of Joni Mitchell, and Janet had listened to all of her songs back then. She is also influenced by Miss Tina Turner for her musical, dancing, and yes, being heroic, especially for women. Janet Jackson's also had her music influence and her favorite artists. And yes, one of her favorite artists that dealing with social issues, such as Tracy Chapman, Sly and the Family Stone, YouTube, and Bob Dylan. And yes, those were her favorite artists that were dealing with social issues. And yes, Janet had credited her brothers, Michael and Jermaine, as her musical influences. In 2019, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, she is joining her brothers, and yes, they got all of the musical, legacy, and everything is all turned to gold. So, Janet Jackson have done it all. Now, in case you may not know, Janet Jackson was married three times. One, two. James DeBarge, of the musical family DeBarge, but it only lasted for one year. She was also married to Rene Elizondo Jr. That was back in the early 90s, but it was kept private. So they stayed there until they were divorced back in 2006. And then she later married Wizam al For seven years, and Janet gave birth to a son back in January of 2017, and they were later divorced. And as I mentioned earlier, Janet had ended her dated relationship with Jermaine Dupree for seven years. So, as you can see, Janet Jackson has done it all. She can act, she can sing, she can dance and everything that she does turns into gold. So I hope you enjoyed all of the biography and the profile on Miss Janet Jackson. And as I mentioned earlier, what was your favorite Janet Jackson song? Was it something from the 80s or from the 90s or from the 2000s? Or let's put it this way, what what was your favorite Janet Jackson's acting appearance? Was it the Jackson's Summer Variety Series? Or was it Good Times? Or was it Different Strokes or Fame? Or was it from her movies that includes Poetic Justice and Taylor Perry's Why Did I Get Married Part 1 and Part 2 and the movie version of for Colored Girls. Please share that with me. Go to anchor.fm. Slash Samuel Wilson Jr. Slash messages. And let me hear a word from you. Share with us about your favorite Janet Jackson moment. Was it from movies? Or was it from music? Or was it from TV? As I said, Janet Jackson had done it all. She sang, she danced, and, yes, she performed, whether it's on movies or on television. And, yes, got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the class of 2019. Janet Jackson had done it all. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as I bring you the profile of Miss Janet Jackson as I close out this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. Happy birthday, Miss Janet Jackson. Well, that's about it for this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. Thank you for joining me and please tune in next week for an all-new episode. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel-Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel-Wilson Jr. slash support. And please leave your messages by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel-Wilson Jr. slash messages. And don't forget to leave your comments, feedbacks, and your replies by going to my Facebook homepage. Go to facebook.com slash the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. And you can also tweet me on Twitter at samwilsonjunior 66 As always, party, remember this. Reach for the top and your dreams will come true and it can happen to you. From all of us, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Have a good week and please be safe.